Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. You're fired! Chief, the planetarium party. Oh, right. You're unfired. I need you. Come here. What do you know about high society? Oh, uh, well, I... Yeah, don't answer that. My society photographer got hit in the head by a polo ball. You're all I got. Big party for an American hero. My son, the astronaut. But could you pay me in advance? <laughs> you serious? So you think you want to retire, huh? Well, let's see if you can. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Today's date, May 27th, 2020. And as we record today's show, one of the most interesting phenomenons produced by the recent stay-at-home, work-from-home orders of the coronavirus has been the notion of workers staying home permanently. That is, after getting a taste of staying at home full-time, wondering aloud if they could stay home forever. <laughs> In other words, retire now. And savers who prior to the pandemic had not thought about retirement, well, now they are, but there's a problem. You know, many savers have trusted their hard-earned money to Wall Street, and they've seen the effects of a virus coming out of nowhere, costing as much as 30% of their life savings literally overnight. And with such dramatic losses in their retirement funds, they've added more worry to this whole decision of when to retire. So you add an unstable stock market, to an unstable job market, and a result, as a result of this wishy-washy nature of their futures in the hands of their employers, and you've got boatloads of worry. Yet, with all of this going on, it's ironic that more and more savers are asking themselves, hey, I wonder if I could retire now. And that is the subject of today's program. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, early retirement prognosticator, and fiduciary Tony Walker. And today I'm going to show you how a trained retirement specialist with over 35 years in the financial trenches, meeting with over 15,000 savers in person, how I'm going to personally advise two different scenarios of savers who are at this point in their lives. They're thinking, can I retire now? But as always, before we get started here, let me introduce the producer of today's show, none other than America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Aaron, good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, and I certainly appreciate you and your faithful sidekick, Megan, getting in here bright and early on a Tuesday morning here. And actually, Wednesday, I'm confused, aren't I? We yeah, Memorial it's, Day. It's Memorial Day week. We're, oh, you know, yeah. when people hear this, the, that'll be a few weeks past, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually Wednesday morning. And we've gotten in a routine here, and that's what threw me off. So, folks, in the Tuesday morning studios of Louisville, uh, Kentucky, we record the radio show, and then right after this, we always do the TV show, 
which by the way, the TV show, I mean, we are getting, we really appreciate it by the way, because we work hard at that TV show, getting a lot of great reviews. The ratings are pretty impressive. You know, Gina, our media buyer goes over those ratings and uh, Aaron, you and Megan just doing a fantastic job improving the show. And Thank you. Yeah, yeah, just very appreciative. And I think the viewers are appreciative because we see a lot of people that keep watching it even after their clients. Did, would that surprise you a little bit? That, well, what do you no. think of that? Does that surprise you off? That no, I mean, not really, because you're not just a one-stop shop. Yeah. You know, you offer all kinds of services. So even if you are a client, you know, a couple of years may go down the road and you might think, well, now I, uh, you know, I got some kids I need to talk to Tony about with some inheritance questions I may have or yeah. just whatever, you know, that's just one example. Yeah, and uh, even our webinars we're hosting, uh, we'll have our next webinar, Aaron, when is that? That's the... that's coming up in July. That's a few weeks from uh, the air date of this. I can't think of the exact date, July That's okay. 21st, maybe, uh, yeah, something uh, like yeah. that. Some, somewhere around there. So we'll have live Q&A. So that's one of those things. You might want to go to the website at TonyWalkerFinancial.com as well and register for that webinar because you'll get a chance to see more details of what we're talking about in this can i retire now all right aaron um my favorite son-in-law trey found a couple of statistics what do you think let me quiz you on this one and folks by the way me and aaron don't role play he looks at me with funny faces when i come out of the blue with these questions i make him guess all the time like he's going to just know this but you might on this one prior to march of this year 2020 roughly what do you think the unemployment rate was the percentage of people who were not working just take a guess prior to all this Five percent. That's a pretty good guess, actually. It's one of the. It was one of the lowest in years. It was three point seven percent. Okay, pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. So in other words, out of a hundred people, only three point seven were not working. I'd hate to be that point seven. Who's that point seven person? I don't know. That's a good one. Why well, don't they get back to work so we can get an even number, <laughs> or just quit altogether? Now, at the end of April, this is what gets scary. What do you think the unemployment rate was around the country, just normal rate versus 3.7? Obviously, it went up. What would you guess it went up to? Oh, I'm going to say probably closer to like 40%. Okay. Something, that, something big like that, I think. Okay. That's that's what a lot of people are saying. Actually, it's 15.6. Oh, now, okay. Yeah, but okay. now where it gets a little scary, okay, in March through April, this is where, you know, this show really, folks, is dedicated to people... 50, 55 years of age or older. We don't mind talking to younger people, but obviously this is a retirement planning show. What I've found out over the years is most young people, number one, don't have any money to plan for retirement. And as a retirement expert, that's how we get paid. We have to handle people's money. So on the one hand, I don't mind meeting with people or talking to them when they don't have any money. It's just, it's hard to do planning with no money, folks. So understand myself and every other person out there talking about retirement is really talking about people at or near retirement. Is that a fair enough way to say that, Aaron? Yep. Okay. Um, so basically for that age group, 1.2 million adults age 65 lost their jobs between March and April, into April. 1.2 million. That is a lot of people. And another between 55 and 64, 2.4 million. So that's total between 55 and then get into the older folks. That's still well over three, yeah, it's three and a half, over three and a half million people are all of a sudden out of work. So nearly 23 million Americans over the age of 55, it just gets worse. And you think about that, that's a lot of people in that age range that are making pretty good money. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Because that's, 
So you take all of that out of the economy. I'm not going to go into a rabbit hole here, I promise, folks. But this is where your politicians did not understand what we, t we talked about this on air. Remember my concerns on this shutdown? Yes. I kept saying it's a rippling effect. You're cutting off the blood supply. You really don't know what you're doing. When you the politicians out there, I know you had good intentions, shut down in the economy. You know who I met yesterday? This was interesting. This is crazy because you just keep hearing this stuff. Someone that works in a bank that processes garnishments. Okay. See, I didn't know how this worked. Okay, let me use an example here. Now, I really am going down a rabbit hole, folks, but you got to understand, this is really interesting stuff. What happens when you take, what was that number again, 23 million Americans over the age of 55 making good money, and you just have them not working? That's a lot of money that has a rippling effect. So this, this young lady was telling me, she said, I'm not very busy at the bank right now. And I said, what's your job at the bank? Oh, I'm ha I handle garnishments. So let's say, I know you would never do this, but let's say you and Jessica get divorced and you become, you, you run away from the law and you're, you're, you're not paying child support, you're not, and they finally catch up to you and they say, Mr. Orender, you owe back child support $50,000. And you say, well, I'm not gonna tell them where I've got the money. Well, I would you, say that's not my real name. <laughs> what would you go that's by? That's not you my name, a, I'm What Mr. would be a good made up name? I'm Mr. Walker, can I use Walker? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So anyway, and let's say they have the right, I don't know if you knew this, I didn't know this, they have the right to go into your bank account, the court system, whatever, and garnish. They can take, so if you don't have any wages, first of all, if you're unemployed, you don't have any wages to garnish. Or if you don't have any money coming in. Right? So that's why this young lady's not real busy. However, they can go to your bank account, you get online to check it out, all of a sudden you had 55,000, you owe 50,000, voila, you got 5,000. So that's what her job is. So even the garnishment, so I got to thinking about that. I said, wait a minute, what happens to the garnishment? If you don't have any garnishment of wages because there's no wages, are these people going to have to make that back? And she said, you know what, a lot of people are on unemployment. We can't take the unemployment. Now, folks, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. What I'm trying to say is when you take this many people that make really good wages and throw them on the sidelines, you are going to wreak havoc in the economy in ways nobody's ever imagined. And I think we're starting to see this. Okay, so let's kind of get back to the subject here. And what I'm seeing is people who are at home, and we're going to share this when I come back. I've got two different scenarios to share, share with you. I think you even said you've got a relative out there that's thinking about this, don't you? Yeah. Somebody in your family or something. You, you kind of, because I was sharing this with the marketing group, and you said, man, I've got somebody, a relative of mine that's thinking this. So you're sitting at home, working from home. You're furloughed. I don't know. You're 60 years of age, and all of a sudden... There could be one or two reactions I've found, Aaron. What do you think the first reaction is of people all of a sudden forced to stay home? When they think of retirement, what could be a reaction to that? Well, probably the first reaction is just kind of nervousness, like how is this going to affect me? How is this going to affect my retirement? That, that would be my guess is, is a little bit of nervousness sets yeah. in first. Sets in first. So then once you kind of get over that, though, I met a person the other day was talking about this. They, they called me and they said, Tony, at first I was kind of nervous about this. Now, this person's working from home. It'll be our first case saver scenario when we come back. Guess what this person said? I kind of like this being at home thing. <laughs> and the next question, knowing I'm a retirement uh, specialist, said, Tony, I wonder if I could retire now. So that's the first reaction. Almost not, I don't want to say a positive, but almost like an aha moment. And hey, I kind of like this. Now that's the first scenario. The second scenario we'll go through is somebody through no fault of their own making really good money and they are laid off. And they have told because of their age, they probably ain't coming back to a job. Now that's really scary. Yeah, that's scary. 
Well, and the thing is, the, the scenario we're going to give in the next segment after that is a 60-year-old making $150,000. Now, you think in this environment, Aaron, we just got through talking about 23 million people out of work over the age of 55, and you were making 150000 And uh, obviously, this thing will eventually hopefully come back. But do you think there's going to be a ton of people out there wanting to hire a 60-year-old and pay them 150000 Nope. That ain't going to happen, more than likely. So now this person's really scared, and they came to me and said, Tony, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to go back and find a job making that kind of money. Can I retire? And you know what I said? Let's take a look at it. Let's take a look. So folks, when we come back, we're going to look at scenario one and scenario two. And just like any business out there, what you're going to find out is retirement planning comes all the way down to something called cash flow. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no obligation appointment. Let us help you today. Our Tony Walker Financial Employee Spotlight shines on my favorite nephew, Wes Walker. Good to have you with us today, Wes. Good to be here, Tony. All right, quickly tell us what got you into this business when we talked about you working with Tony Walker Financial, your perception of what you thought I did, money management, and what you've learned. So tell us a little bit about what you thought a money manager did. Sure. Well, when I first got into the business, I was definitely interested in money. I have some friends that worked for money managers and I had a little bit of experience just kind of in those those fields. But what I thought a money manager really did was just asset allocation, put it in some stocks, maybe give you a call once a year. I didn't really know much about the planning aspect of things. And I kind of just thought money managers just told you where to put your money. But really, that's not exactly what we do here. Yeah. So so I invited you down to the Bollinger office. That's really the hub of what we do. I have eight full-time employees there I said, Wes, you need to come down and see what we do when we process retirement plans. And I think you're trying to understand really what's a retirement plan, Tony. So tell folks what happened when you spent a full day with our offices in Bowling Green and the differences between a money manager and retirement planning. Well, I was shocked. I mean, it really is like a factory down there. Everything does kind of have its place and it all comes together where income plans, um, any other, you know, 401k rollovers, everything that kind of needs to be done on paper needs to be done with a person all gets done down in Bowling Green. I was really just impressed with how smooth it all operated down there. So there is a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that are really impressive that I don't think a whole lot of money managers are really doing. Oh, I, I agree with that. So now you've moved forward and I know I'm excited to have you in this business. Obviously we have a goal of trying to start a Lexington operation. We have offices there already, but being a native of Lexington, living in Lexington, driving back and forth to Louisville, Tell the audience what your thoughts are there and your future goals for the Lexington operation. So obviously I've been in some meetings with you in Lexington and I've enjoyed that. Um, obviously the long-term goal of what I want to do is be able to see people as the, as the business moves on and as time goes on, I'd like to be able to see people in Lexington. Right now, of course, I'm spending more time in the Louisville office with you just learning the business and in Bowling Green learning just kind of the ins and outs and details of how we do what we do. Um, so the, goal, the long-term goal is really to have that permanent office in Lexington and to move forward seeing clients one-on-one just like we do right now. 
Very good. And then finally, I'm very proud of you. You've already gotten a designation in the Social Security area. Tell folks what that is. Sure. So it's the National Social Security Advisors Certificate. It basically gives you the ability to do Social Security planning. It gives you a good overview of how Social Security works, what the strategies are you can use to help maximize your Social Security benefits, whether you're single, married, you're divorced, whatever the case may be. It really is an in-depth look at Social Security. And of course, Lisa in our office is certified to do Social Security planning, but this just kind of is one more step in my uh, growing knowledge of the financial world. I think it was a good place to start too. Oh yeah, excellent. And I'm just real proud of you. So we look forward to your growth and continuing to help our clients and prospective clients, both in Lexington, Louisville, and Bowling Green. Thanks for your time, Wes. I appreciate it. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, where our subject is, so you think you want to retire. Um, so Aaron, at the break, we were talking very briefly. So really, there's kind of two camps from an emotional standpoint and work standpoint. The one person who's been at home that says, man, I love this. I'm going to retire. But actually, there's another type of person that's been at home and says, I am bored to death. I miss my coworkers. I want to get back to work. So you said you had a relative that's been at home working, I think, again, not to go into detail, but describe that relative a little bit, what they're going through and which camp they're falling in. Are they wanting to retire or they want to get back to work? Yes, I do. I, I, have, a, I have a relative who uh, this person has worked from home the past couple of months and they found out last week that they're going to be working from home a couple of more months, at least until September. And, you know, they talked to me and they're enjoying being at home not necessarily the working part but they are <laughs> they are really enjoying being at home and there's been a couple of times where Jess and I have popped in with the kids and brought this person lunch and you know and they just they love that nice. and they love waking up 5 minutes before they are supposed to be logged onto the computer and not hmm. having to fix their hair or you know <laughs> what anything like that yeah so so yep. it's been a positive and they like it and yep. they, they could see themselves retiring and not having to go back to work. They're not going to yep. miss work, so to speak. Right. That's, yeah. So yeah, you, you, depending on the camp it falls in, it, it's, that's kind of irrelevant. I'm just curious to see where people are thinking about this. All right, let's go over in the essence of time. The saver scenario one, we just got a few minutes. I'll talk about saver scenario one and then saver scenario two. Now, incidentally, folks, you might be sitting there saying, well, Tony, I've already retired, man. I've got to get back and do, you know, whatever. Hang in there because what you're going to understand, even if you've recently retired, if you don't have a written game plan and you're going to see this, the way a trained retirement specialist looks at your situation, folks, this is not about throwing money in a mutual fund or stock portfolio. This is not money management. That's not what a retirement specialist does. Money managers shuffle your money around and try to grow it at all costs. They don't care. They're hopefully going to gain you a lot of money, but they're not dealing with taxes and uh, coordinating with Social Security and spending and enjoying your money and how to elect pension options. That's, that's not what they're trained in, nor are most, most wealth managers. You've got to check people's credentials out. Number one, make sure that person is a fiduciary. Again, I wouldn't work with a retirement specialist if they're not a fiduciary. And then secondly, make sure they've worked on written game plans. We have performed personally, I've overseen 4,000 of these game plans. So what I'm going to do is share with you briefly how I look at something. So if you're retired or retiring soon or in this dilemma that we've talked about, you owe it to yourself to let us walk through this exercise with you. Okay. 
Saver number one, he's 64, his wife is 62. Incidentally, they don't have life insurance. Um, that, tell you why that's important in a minute. They got a home worth about 150, they got about 40,000 in debt with an 800 a month house payment, principal and interest, okay? They've got a non-qualified annuity with about $80,000 with a $40,000 cost basis. Again, folks, this would take hours to go into details. I'm just giving you the synopsis of how I look at this. This person is a lucky few that's eligible for a pension. If he takes a life-only pension, meaning nothing left when he dies, he's going to get $24,000 a year of mailbox money for the rest of his life. But since he doesn't have life insurance and he's worried about mama-san when he dies, if he elects what's called the 100% survivor option, meaning his wife gets mailbox money for the rest of her life if he dies first, it drops to 21000 So basically, it's going to cost him 3000 a year to protect mama-san through the pension. Like so many people, not a lot of money in the bank, five grand, uh, and if he takes Social Security now, 20000 a year, uh, his wife is on disability. She's already got 14000 a year of Social Security coming in. And this person has a $25,000 IRA. Now, Aaron, as you look at that, what do you think? There's only one debt up there. I'm giving you a hint. What do you think this person would really like to do if they were to retire? What would they like to get rid of? Probably get uh, pay off their house. Oh, yeah. Bingo. Yeah. And for this person, I think that would be very, very smart. But how do you do that? Well, first of all, they don't have enough money in the bank. Uh, their IRA is not enough, plus they'd have to pay taxes, and that would mess up their Social Security taxation. Um, here's, the, here's what I'm looking at, and most people would not know how to do this, but that annuity worth $80,000, Aaron, see that? Now, it's got a cost basis of 40, meaning that if they, which I think in this case, I'd want to pay off that house, because obviously, let me digress a little bit. If they pay off the house they're saving $800 a month in expenses immediately. Do you see that? Okay. So now it's about cash flow. That's all this is about. This is not trying to invest in mutual Nairobi stock and picking the latest mutual. That's not what this is about, folks. And if you start hearing people want to take the money and invest it, and that's all they want to talk about, you're not working with a trained retirement specialist. The retirement specialist always goes after the issue of cash flow first, investments second. That's how you know if you've got a trained retirement specialist. Anyway, what I would do, because of that annuity, Aaron, it's got a $40,000 gain above their cost basis. So if this person didn't know any better and just liquidated that annuity and took the $80,000 to pay off the house, which wouldn't be a bad idea, right? I mean, why not? They, they don't need the annuity, Aaron. Their expenses are only about $3,000 a month when they retire. Well, heck, they've got that. Let's see, they've got a pension of $21,000, even if they elect survivor. His Social Security is twenty. Her Social Security is fourteen. Heck, we're already up to $55,000 gross income. That's more than enough to cover their expenses. But again, why would you want a house payment? That's where we would show you how to minimize the taxes on the annuity so we could get the home paid off, not immediately, but in five years. So there's one example of how I would look at a case, improve the cash flow, reduce the taxes, and make sure that they have plenty of money to live on. All right, scenario two gets a little more complicated. Scenario two takes us somebody that's uh, 60 years of age, and they were just terminated. They're that person, Aaron, we talked about earlier, that the employer says you're fired, and they didn't say you're unfired. That's a funny scene you picked out. <laughs> you're fired. Chief, the planetarium party. Oh, right, you're unfired. I need you. Come here. But could you pay me in advance? <laughs> Serious? That was Spider-Man, right? Uh, right. Yeah, right. fired, unfired. That's probably how you feel about the wishy-washiness. But this person said, no, 
the employer said, you ain't coming back. So he's 60, was making $150,000 a year. His wife is 60. She hasn't worked in several years. They're sitting there going, uh-oh, how do we replace $150,000 of income? Well, they do have a large 401k. I see this a lot, Aaron. No pension, but because of the income, they've socked away a lot of money. He's got a 401k worth about $600,000. Has not been taxed yet, by the way. He keeps saying it's worth six hundred, and I'm having fun with it. No, him. it's not. Well, yeah, there you go. Thank you. And he's going, quit saying that. It is too. And I'm laughing. I'm going, it is not. No, it's not. <laughs> That's right. what, what's, what's infested in that thing? That's taxes. Taxes. What do I call that? Uh, tax. Come on, Aaron. It's trademarked. <laughs> Sorry. What? Tuber. Megan. The tax thank tumor. You. Tax thank tumor. Okay. Megan, thank you for bailing him out. Your sidekick. Yeah, the tax tumor. Okay. So you've got this tax tumor. So also... Because this is realistic. This person has a little higher lifestyle, right? Home is worth 450000 But guess what the debt is on this home? Would you think it'd be a little higher or lower? I would think it'd be higher because it's more expensive. Yeah, That's and the I lifestyle. It's yeah. like, hey, $200,000 debt on the home. Who cares? I'm making 150000 Also, this person has a really nice car. What usually comes along with a nice car is a, what do you got to write a check for every month? Most uh, people do. Car payment. Car payment. And Premium these, gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, on these newer cars, Aaron, I don't know if you've just for the fun of it, I know you're very frugal. I admire you that about you. You drive an older car. But if you go ahead and price a new car and finance the whole thing, you're not talking about a couple hundred dollars a month. What do you think you're talking about if you finance a brand new $60,000 vehicle? Oh, yeah, you're talking about a $500, $550 payment. Plus, yeah, I've seen them as high as $700. Oh. So that's a more than some people's house payment. Remember our scenario one, the house payment was 800? 800, yeah. Well, this fellow's got a car payment almost worth that. <laughs> I guess you could live in your car. That'd be like a house payment. <laughs> yeah, downsize. What do yeah, you downsize. downsize live to? in your car, that'd be, how you, that'd be your house payment. There you go. <laughs> so you've got all of this now. So, so you, you see why I'm bringing this up. This person has true cash flow issues. The debt alone on their home is well over 2,000 a month. Car payment, let's say it's six, 700 a month. So just to maintain the debt, they've got to come up with $2,700 a month, in this example, after taxes. So this person's thinking, well, I'll just drag the money out of the 401k. To meet $2,700 a month after taxes, well, this person's probably going to have to drag $4,000 a month to meet the taxes. Well, that's a lot of money. That's and 40... that's just your bills and your debt. You still got to eat. Still got to eat. You got to get, uh, that's, that's just your main, uh, you still got to fill up the car with gas. Right. Yeah, that's. That's just your debt service. Okay. So folks, this is another example of me coming in. Now it gets a little more dicey because now just randomly taking your social security to a certain age may or may not be the best thing. Just randomly yanking out $600,000 out of a 401k. Uh, same thing. This person didn't have a lot in the bank. This is why folks, people, you know, on our previous shows, the safest places to invest money. Remember I said there's nothing wrong with having a good little supply of money in the bank. Right. Do you know why now? Look at what's happened with this coronavirus. Right. This person has their hands tied because they have no liquid cash. They're going to have to take, it's liquid. Oh, it's very liquid. They're going to have to take it out of their 401k, but they got the darn tax tumor. Plus, from a cash flow standpoint, they've saddled themselves with a lot of debt. So you might say, well, won't they just downsize? Well, I mean, they could. You could, um, that's one option. I guess you could sell the house and downsize and get rid of the debt. That, and actually, it's not a bad idea. Fact if you could sell the house, buy something that's even, you know, very low priced, you could maybe even pay off the car, which immediately you'd have a debt free home 
and you'd have 2700 a month freed up immediately. That could be an option. But what if they love their home? Right. I mean, it's like, wait a minute, Tony, that's a great option, but I don't want to move. Well, see what happens. So, folks, here's the point. If you're sitting there and you don't have a retirement specialist with experience to think through this. By the way, folks, there's a lot of people holding themselves out right now as retirement specialists. So let me remind you, first of all, here's a few keys before employing any retirement specialist and turning over your life savings to them. Number one, are they a fiduciary? Number two, can they document how many official written, I said written, not running illustrations on a computer, written game plans have they overseen? We've overseen 4,000. Are they licensed to do business with both annuities and securities, or are they kind of a one-size-fits-all? You need somebody that's licensed in both camps. That's important. And then finally, do they have other fiduciaries that can back them up should something happen to me? We do. We've got two other fiduciaries. And then finally, finally, do they have a trained staff that can service your needs through retirement? Well, that's us at Tony Walker Financial, and we'd like the opportunity to meet with you either by phone or in person, no cost, no obligation. Let's get a second opinion on your retirement. And yes, I can help you determine whether you can retire now or if you've recently retired, it, that it's not too late to deal with the cash flow issues that I know you're gonna face in retirement. So take advantage of meeting with me in person. Give us a call at 877-499-WALK. That's 877-499-9255 or go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. All right, I hope you've enjoyed today's program. We're, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get into a new concept I've come up with called Everything Under One Roof. Good stuff coming your way, but you remember between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free. Make it a good one. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it. Shame on you Funny, funny, funny what money can do